Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the studio, joined by Randy Angston. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll never get used to it. Yeah. Neither will our listeners. Neither will the listeners, and the listeners are gym owners. And gym <laughs> owners need to be at the Grow Summit. I'm going to make one last I mean, we're down to, what, days? A week, a couple weeks out. GrowSummitAZ.com. Leave it at that. Okay. Let's jump into this episode today, guys. We are talking about when is it the right time to order a replacement? What do I mean? A replacement for yourself, okay? A lot of the gym owners we work with, one of the major and number one goals is to remove themselves from the operation, to create a true business that runs on systems, not on them. Um, and when is the right time, right? And this question came up in the Facebook group. So I appreciate uh, whoever asked this question. I think it was Jake. And it was a great question yeah. because... That, you know, he's like, you know, we're growing our EFT, you know, this is great. Can, you know, when is it the right time to order, you know, order to, <laughs> to hire a uh, director to maybe take some of the role and responsibilities out for, for me? And, you know, of course, just like many of the answers, it depends. hundred percent. Right? Yep. It depends. What does it depend on? Well, let's take a global look at the fitness business, your business. Your business is, you know, at the end of the day is to make money, right? You, you have income coming in at the end of the day you got all these expenses come out and then you, you're left with something here like that's the point right we're, we're not here for charity mm -hmm. you know businesses to make profit right so um, within those expenses and the profit lines your lifestyle is impacted right do you live the life as an owner that you want with the money that you're making from the from the operation and a lot of times it's no you know, it's no. So how, you know, how are you going to afford to hire somebody then in turn reduces your, your ability to pay for your lifestyle out of the operation because you got to pay for this next person. So the question I have, or really the question I would ask back is like, Hey, how's your lifestyle? Do you have other income sources? Is this it? You know, mm -hmm. like, are you making enough money to be able to afford that next, you know, second in command or whatever it is? Um, and, and only you can answer that. Like yeah. I can't answer that, right? If you're if you're not making a profit, then the answer is obviously no. You don't have enough money to even pay for the new person. But let's just say you are making a profit. Let's just say you're making forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, paying yourself, and there's some you know some owner draw built in, and maybe a cell phone in there, or like a car payment, or you know, and there's like fifty grand of profit. 
you know, a situation like that, if you're living off of the 50 grand or 60 grand or even 100 grand, if that's built into this and this is where you're at and you still have some profit, then absolutely get yourself out of the operation, yeah. hire somebody in there, put some incentives in place where it's like a commission based or something that as the business grows, they can make more money and you're not just out of pocket right up front. It gives them incentive to grow the business while yeah. You're, yeah, in your absence. Yeah. Yeah. The, the caveat to this whole thing is just because you're not in the business anymore doesn't mean you sit at home. Yeah, I was going to find other ways to generate <laughs> revenue because what will happen is you'll find, you'll find another way to quickly replace the cost that maybe that new director is. And maybe you can make even more money doing something else than maybe the gym operation, which is very common, by the way. And I think that's, I think that's where it has to start. I don't think uh, I, if, you, if you look at the whole objective as a whole and just say, hey, I want to remove myself from the day-to-day -day operations, they might be way too big of a jump or a, a grasp for somebody in the business. Um, start looking at the different areas of the business, the roles and the, the actual functions of the job that are on your plate as the owner. What are those tasks? Are you still on the training floor? Get off the floor, right? Maybe you can, maybe it within, you know, working out your way out of the business, there are aspects you can start to take off of your plate. And I think that's the the way that most gym owners go about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you have to. Yeah, exactly. That's the logical way. But to your point, we talk about it a lot in our coaching program. We've said it on the show. Uh, you know, you as the business owner, the value that you bring to the business and the time the, from your time invested into it should carry more weight than the roles that you're assigning, you know, pay to within your business. Meaning, the person at your front desk. Right. If you were to pay yourself the wage that you're paying an individual to do that work, you're underpaid as the owner of the business. Right. Your time should be spent on other areas of the business that impact the needle and the, the growth of that business in a better, you know, stronger light. Mm -hmm. um, what areas can you, you know, increase revenue the greatest? What what aspects of the business can you as the business owner work on that do you know, create those leaps and bounds. And so I think start starting to find what tasks on your plate actually equate to the greatest gains in your business. That could be one of the easiest ways to figure out that you need to get the hell off the training floor. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, it, it's a difficult decision. And I, I think that while it's a desire for many gym owners, it's the how and the understanding of being able to do it that gets, is the hard part. Yeah. The cash flow is one thing, but control you know, being close to your not, clients, not, not feeling like somebody can do as good a job as you or experiencing that, you know, maybe there that's a, it's a coaching opportunity, mm -hmm. right? Nobody, nobody's ever going to treat your business like you. It's your business. Mm -hmm. It wasn't their idea to go put, you know, put your name on the, <laughs> the walls, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a natural thing to your point. If you can put somebody in with some incentive to move the needle of the business, cool. They've got a little more skin in the game. They might actually take some more but also Steps you're not you're not out full blown salary day one when you couldn't, couldn't afford it. at least let them grow into it so as they make more as the, they generate more revenue they can make more money you're not out all of it up front there's no huge burden up front but yes the, the gym owner on the training floor is a tough one because most gym owners one probably enjoy it they do you well, know, for sure the longer they get into it maybe they don't enjoy it as much but if you're if you're a driven gym owner, you have to know by you training clients, you are leaving a lot on the table and you're, you know, you're stifling the growth of your business because you're not growing the business training 
you know, reps and sets. You just no, aren't. No. It's natural to you. You feel most comfortable. You're probably the best coach on the floor or in the whole gym. It makes total sense. But you have to be out there thinking in the back of your head, oh my gosh, I sh I'm not growing the business. If you're not thinking that, you're, you're, you're missing the point. I think it all starts with where, like, let's define where a gym owner's focus should be. I mean, you said at the beginning, right? If, you're, if your focus as a business owner is on anything other than the growth of your profit in your business, well, you know, gross and then net, mm -hmm. you're focused on the wrong thing, well, period. So the first thing you would do would be sales, sales and marketing. Those two things drive revenue. Um, the direction of the, the business, the culture would also kind of play into the strategic uh, brain of the visionary of the, of the operation. Where do we see this, you know, six, 12, two years from now? Like, what does this look like? So if you don't have a consistent flow of leads, if you're not making sales, uh, you're not marketing internally, that's where the gym owner needs to be fixing all that. And that you goes back to, to our last episode about, you know, putting yourself in a position where if this is the area of the business that needs attention, it's your obligation as the owner to go figure out Mm -hmm. what that solution is for the business. Go educate yourself in the marketing and the sales realm if you don't have it, or go work with, this is the who, not how, right? It's not always about learning it yourself, going and implementing it. Sometimes it's about putting the right person in that seat. You know, maybe, maybe there is somebody in your organization that sells a hell of a lot better than you as the owner. It would be detrimental to your business to put yourself back in there or to put yourself mm -hmm. in that seat. Let's put them in there to a greater capacity, perhaps. Right. Right. Maybe they need to come off the training floor and be a full-time sales agent for right. you or something. But you as the owner is the one making those decisions. Um, even when it comes to pursuing knowledge, the who, not a how is a great, like I heard this the other day and it kind of changed the way I looked at that phrase. Don't necessarily just go pursue the information. Go look at who's doing it. Right. So who is doing what you're looking to do successfully, not just what are they doing? Because a lot of times it's not just about, you know, like you could we could literally do have two tasks and two people right next to each other and one can outperform the other. All the time. You know what I mean? All the time, so yeah. it's not just the information, it's the application as well. So if you're looking to bring something in the business, pursue the information, but go find and surround yourself with people that are doing that and doing it well. Right. So if it's if it's marketing for your business. There's a million different internet marketing groups, coaches, programs. Careful. Careful, for sure. But you you have to be surrounded by some of that information, right? And it's your do the due diligence to find out who is the cream of the crop. Start to figure out who you want to listen to because mm -hmm. there's a million different ways to skin a cat, but some do it well and some will sell you it, but <laughs> there's nothing on the back end. So. Yeah, yeah, a lot to think about. I know... I, it's funny, most business owners have to face most of these things, but it's very interesting that the gym owners that we know, they just wear all the hats. There's, they're in, in mostly because there's not a whole lot of money to go around that they end up having to do some of these things. But like, I think of a lawyer Yeah, that they're not learning Facebook ads. Hell no. They are outsourcing the shit out of that. <laughs> Look at, at a, you know, an accountant or a I don't know, dentist or freaking, you know, maybe a restaurant even, maybe. They, some of them are mom and pop, but the the professionals out there, I mean, they're not learning Facebook ads. They're not learning how to 
do automation. They're not learning how to, to even, you know, do half the stuff that I think the, you're doing. I think as a business owner, the desire is to figure out, is to create a timeline for getting your ass out of every one of those seats as fast as possible. It should be. You know, should be, right? Like, who is the person that... that it reminds me of Mike's conversation back in Orlando, right? As a business owner, your job is job creation. It's not fulfillment. And if you think about your business that way and, you know, the levers of, of the business and the seats of the bus and like, what are my controllables within my four walls that isn't just go do the work myself? Mm-hmm. If you start to kind of transition your mindset around that to be the norm, then some of this stuff will start to happen. I think you'll start to see your business a little differently. You start realizing, oh, you know, so-and-so sells a hell of a lot better than the person over here that I have doing it. Why don't I try and, you know, transition this person into more of that role? Yes. Let's yes. test the business. Let's see how it goes. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's the fun in the control aspect of being an owner of a business. It's you all you up to the, you. You make those moves. <laughs> yeah. You make those moves, man. But you have to do them. You if have you want, to. If you want to get your way out or if you want to get out. A lot of, a lot of what we talk about, and even on the last episode is, is, Get your ass in gear. Take action. Yeah. Don't sit on this stuff. Go go find the resources and, and get it done. So kind of to kind of recap what we're talking about here today is like, yeah, the big desires get out of the operation. Cool. What are the tasks that you are doing that are low income producing and or zero income producing activities? Get rid of those. Replace yourself. Coach to that. Don't let those things just fall apart. And then start focusing your attention on income producing activities, whatever they are. Oh, you don't know how to do it. Go search the information, go attack, put people in roles, and then you'll find yourself getting done more with less time. And then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, we're actually making money without me. I can start sliding out and doing other things. Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30K or more per month, and now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well, the Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. I'll, talk, I'll take everyone through uh, kind of the process that I took gym owners through um, when we work one-on-one or you know, individually with uh, finding time in their schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Because part of that process is the same thing. We're, we're getting things off of your plate and we're putting them on other, you know, whether it be a system or a staff member, right? So the first thing that we do, I do when we work with the gym owners, I take them through process and they audit their time. Because if you want to remove yourself from the business, you have to know what the business is. What are the functions of the business that are on your plate today? My biggest advice would be go and spend, you know, a couple days in your average business, you know, average weeks. Now I'm not talking, you know, going into Black Friday where, you know, it's mayhem or, mm-hmm. you know, you're using that as a an average. Just go your typical work week. Track three days worth of your time literally everything as as granular as you can make it um to the point of you know when you're in the office and you're working on your laptop or you're doing something behind the scenes don't just write office time that's not doing you any good right uh sending follow-up emails to prospects i'm sending i'm creating a marketing campaign or launching a marketing campaign uh, i had three consultations that's the type of specifics that need to be there once you have that written then you take that list and you can put it through the lens of what I call or what we've uh, what we call automate, delegate, and eliminate. 
first and foremost, go. I actually do them backwards. I go eliminate first because right off the bat, there's things on your plate that you just shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be 20 minutes on scrolling Facebook. It could be whatever it may be. There's things you know you right. shouldn't be I spending time. I ran to Costco for water bottles or something. Like, there you go, yeah. right? Like a task that you as a business owner probably it. should. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Like Amazon, same day cost you nothing Something, right yeah, but just an example it's a perfect example eliminate it right away delegate this is where we have other members of the staff that these are tasks that should be on their plate or could be to your point maybe they're not going to do it as well well in our business if they can do it about 80 percent is effective we put them in that role and we coach them the, the the rest of the way but there's opportunity to move that task to somebody else's plate which gives you the time back that you need, right? And then the last would be automate. And this is where systems come into play. Um, is it something that can become automation, like a system like Keep or our, our uh, autom- uh, client lifecycle automation? Or is there an aspect of programming design, right? We've got semi-private pro. Automate a task of the business. I mean, Zach just had a conversation. The gentleman spends two hours every single night doing custom programming oh, for his semi-private gym. I could see that. Like, exactly. Yeah. How many of our listeners are doing that right now? We yeah. know it happens. God, imagine that alone, putting a no. semi-private pro into place and you I would get close my gym. <laughs> 10 hours a week back to you. That, what is 10 hours of your week worth to your business? A million dollars. Now, here's the thing, but it's huge, one million dollars. But this is exactly where you start to assign value. So now that you've ta- you found time, Yep. Back to the other thing that you said. It's replacing the free time that you have now with income producing activities. I don't care if you're hitting the streets and you're creating JV partnerships with other, you know, health focused businesses in your area. What is a productive use of your time for the owner of a business? That's how you're going to move the needle of your business faster than anything else and find <laughs> yourself working on the most impactful areas and not the fluff of the day to day operations. Start there. That will lead you to, I mean, hell, we took uh, Dell, for example. I mean, he literally, like, that was a big shift for him. He goes, Missy, yep. he was he was the guy that just, something had to happen, he would just go do it. Just do it. Most and gym most owners you, like that. Exactly. I, I used to be like that. Remember when we yelled at everyone for train, for still fixing their equipment? <laughs> like, yeah. these are the things that if you, if you still have the mentality of, I'm going to go fix that equipment, you're not getting yourself out of the day to day. Or, or I'm going to go tr- train that class this afternoon to save 20 bucks. You that's know, your, your, yeah, you got the you're, wrong mindset. You're stepping over pennies, you're stepping over dollars to pick up pennies type yeah. of thing, right? But again, you can't sit on your ass with all this mm-hmm. free time because you will, you'll, you'll find yourself, oh my gosh, I'm not, what, what do I even do? Be intentional on what you do, go drive the revenue and game changes immediately. Because it all goes back to that Parkinson's law. I mean, if you don't find something to fill that time with, your time will be filled by something that you didn't choose it. Yeah. You know, exactly. and you'll either get sucked back into the operations or you'll get... You know, you'll start to watch that stuff slip because your time's spent wasted on Correct. nothing that's productive. Correct. Well, good. Hopefully this guy, you know, this helps. This was a great episode. Everybody's nodding their head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good episode. The mm-hmm. live studio audience. Where's the applause? There. 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 <laughs> Let it play a little bit. <laughs> Let me relish in the applause. Oh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. That's it for this episode, guys. Until next time, keep changing lives. We'll see you at the Growth Summit. See ya. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. 
Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies seven-figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.